listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or the World Watch List, you can visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. I'm Nicolette. And I'm Jared. This is the podcast where we work to connect the Canadian church with the persecuted church around the world through stories and information and discussion and prayer. Mm -hmm. We believe that it's really important for Christians in Canada to understand that we're part of a global family um, and a, we're part of a faith tradition that's practiced in every country on earth, yeah. even in countries where following Jesus comes at a cost. Absolutely. And this is the third episode of season four. Mm -hmm. In the previous episodes, we've discussed the 2023 World Watch List, the ranking of the countries where it's hardest for people to follow Jesus in 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, we've also discussed countries that didn't quite make that list, the, the top 50, but are still countries where it's difficult to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you haven't checked those out, we encourage you to do so. And also uh, download your copy of the World Watch List. You can mm -hmm. do that at opendoorscanada.org slash worldwatchlist. And what that'll do is it'll give you a whole bunch of information about the top 50 countries where Christians are persecuted. And that'll be really key to uh, having a context, a, a backdrop for this podcast and for all the podcasts in season four, because mm -hmm. we're going to be referring back to that all the time. So yeah. if you haven't gotten your free copy of the World Watch List, I uh, highly recommend you do that. Mm -hmm. Opendoorscanada.org slash worldwatchlist. Yes. And that's actually why we're called the World Watch Weekly Podcast, because we're based on the World Watch List. You've never put that together in our previous seasons. <laughs> there that you is go. the origin of the name. Yes. Exactly. So um, before we get into today's episode, we just want to make sure that you're aware of a very important upcoming event, yes. which is the World Watch List parliamentary release. Yes. So the World Watch List contains a ton of really crucial information about religious freedom around the world. Mm -hmm. And Open Doors is going to be presenting that information and that research to Canadian parliamentarians on March 8th. But we need the help of you, the listener. Yes. We need your help to invite your MP to this event. That's how we get the word out to as many representatives as possible is by people like you inviting them to our event. So it's really easy for you to invite your MP. All you have to do is visit opendoorscanada.org forward slash invite your MP, all one word. And there will be a very short form there. It takes about 30 seconds to fill out. And what that does is it sends a pre-written invitation to your member of parliament and it asks them to join our event. Yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity for Open Doors to present our research to Canadian lawmakers. So mm -hmm. we really hope you can help us out in that way. Again, opendoorscanada.org slash invite your MP. Mm -hmm. So now on to today's podcast, what we'll be talking about this week is uh, a few recent news stories involving the persecuted church. Yes. So we'll start with one from India, where a group of Christians was attacked by a mob early in early January. Yeah, the story uh, actually does begin uh, back in December of 2022. And what happened was approaching Christmas, a Christian community in the Indian province of Chattisgarh mm -hmm. was attacked by a mob and displaced from their homes. So hundreds of Christians in this community were having to take shelter in churches or in 
friends and family's homes. There was even a sports stadium that was housing displaced people. And this was just the latest in what's become an increasing number of violent attacks in that particular region. Right. So in January of this year, we have many believers living in temporary residences and they're just trying to pick up the pieces of their life from this last attack in December when they were attacked again. And what happened was there, there was this mob that was seeking them out. They were brandishing weapons and they were damaging churches and residences. And then the police intervened in the attack, yeah. but then the mob started attacking the police as well. Yeah. It was a messy situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you want to maybe tell us a little bit about how and why Christians experience persecution in that particular region of India? For sure. Well, persecution in India is usually the result of extreme far-right-wing groups that follow the Hindu religion, so they're Hindu extremists, and their goal is to make India a fully Hindu country. So they see Christians as proselytizing for a foreign religion, and the rhetoric that these extremists use is that Christians rely on forced conversion to grow their numbers, and so therefore the violent actions of these extremists is are justified in their minds. Yeah, and this particular instance was not just like a random happenstance. No, no unfortunately. So there have been indications of increasing organization from the attackers. So there are meetings that are held to plan attacks and things like that. Um, but a problem is that authorities don't do anything to shut down these meetings or to prevent these attacks, even though they're planned. No. And at the moment, um, our Open Doors local partners in the area are uh, engaged in supporting the victims by being present with them in their displacement, as well as advocating for them to the local authorities. Mm -hmm. So before we move on to our next news story, Jared, would you pray for these Christians in India? And would you guys join us in prayer as we as we lift them up. Absolutely. Lord God, our brothers and sisters in India continue to face violent attacks, persecution, and discrimination for their faith in you. And we particularly think of uh, these brothers and sisters in Chhattisgarh who have been on the receiving end of yet another mob attack. We think of all those who have lost their homes, uh, those who are just trying to pick up the pieces of their life. Mm. Lord, you have promised peace. You've promised uh, comfort. And though you haven't promised uh, uh, freedom from any sort of suffering, Lord, we do pray that in these moments you would uh, give your peace to our brothers and sisters in India. Lord, we pray that they would feel your presence uh, nearby and that in all of this their faith would grow stronger and that they would be given opportunities to stand strong for you and even be a witness through their actions and responses to the attack, uh, that they would be witnesses for you through their neighbors in India. So, Lord, be with them, encourage them, comfort them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So let's move on uh, to our next story, which uh, is just devastating. Um, Mm. What happened was there was a a, a church bombed in Africa in Mm. the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Yes, in the province of North Kivu in the town of Kasindi, Labriga. So it happened on Sunday, January 15th, fairly recently. And what happened, you know, regular Sunday service for this congregation, uh, a planted bomb went off, killing several people, injuring many more. Mm -hmm. 
Different sources are currently giving different numbers uh, for the dead. There's been at least 13 confirmed deaths. Some sources have up to 19, as well as dozens more horrifically injured. Yeah. And uh, this was a baptism service, right? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I said regular service, but you're right. It was a baptism service for several Christian members of the community. And uh, as of this recording, the responsibility for the attack has been claimed by the Allied Democratic Forces, which is a mm -hmm. uh, extremist organization that's a branch of the Islamic State. Right. Actually, uh, some sources are saying that there were three bombs planted in the church and only one of them actually went off. Wow. So, so it, yeah, that's something to be thankful for in a way. It, yes, it, we are thankful that Details aren't totally confirmed, but we are thankful that if that is the case, it wasn't worse. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, a devastating uh, situation on an individual level for the victims and their families, but also on a communal level, not just for this right. congregation, but for the whole Christian community in that part of the DRC. Yeah, It's just increasing fear and just dealing with that can can be so discouraging in so yeah. many ways. Yeah, it's devastating. And um, it is worth mentioning that violence in this area of the world is increasing, right? Yeah, so violence in sub-Saharan Africa has really grown over the last couple of years, religious-based violence. Mm -hmm. That's largely due to increased presence of groups like the ADF, the Allied Democratic Forces. Yeah, Extremist groups like that are really finding a footing in sub-Saharan Africa. That's been a major trend in persecution in 2023 um, and as well as 2022. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's just so much need for the church in the DRC and in Sub-Saharan Africa. So let's just take a moment to pray for the church in DRC and for the victims of this attack. Would you, yeah. would you join us? Lord, today we um, lift this situation in the DRC. We lift before you this church that has um, that has been the victim of um, it's just a horrific attack, God, and um, it's easy to be at loss for words for such a horrible incident. And um, we just we ask that your presence would be with each one that is that has been impacted by um, by this incident, Lord. We ask that you would be with the family members that have lost loved ones, um, that have lost friends, that have lost um, church members. Um, Lord, would you be their comforter? Would you um, surround them? And um, would you bring peace to their hearts? Um, we think of uh, each one that has been injured from um, the explosion. Um, Lord, would you be their healer? Would you uh, calm their minds and would you um, guide them and help them to have access to the right medical care um, so that they are able to recover and heal and um, return to their daily lives. And um, Lord, we, we pray for the impact on the community um, that this incident has had. Um, we pray for um, those who are living in fear and anxiety, maybe anger or frustration. Lord, um, would you be present with our brothers and sisters that are dealing um, with um, all of these really difficult emotions? I'm sure there's so many uh, difficult questions um, in their mind, and um, we just ask that you would be um, the Prince of Peace, that mm -hmm. you would show yourself faithful. We know that you are. We know that you are with us yesterday, you are with us today, and you will be with us tomorrow. And I just pray that that would be true for our brothers and sisters um, that have uh, suffered from this incident. God, would you um, 
Would you be their rock to fall on? Would you um, just surround them and, and be with them through every step of the healing process from this incident, oh God? Um, we lift them before you and we ask that you would protect them and um, that ultimately, God, that their faith would not falter, but it would be strengthened. Even in the midst of attack, we know that we can trust you. And even when things don't make sense to us, um, we know that you are all that we need. And I pray that for our brothers and sisters in the DRC today and in Sub-Saharan Africa. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, Nicolette, I wanted to close today's episode with uh, a piece of news out of Egypt. So this is much less of a dramatic story, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but it does illustrate how persecution takes different forms. It's yes. not all violent. Yeah. So this was a church uh, in a village near Alexandria, Egypt, and mm-hmm. is a congregation of, of Christians renovating their church building. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the roof needed repairs from regular wear and tear over the years, and the congregation was working to build a sturdier roof. Mm-hmm. and they were prevented from doing so. Yeah, so a group of Egyptian Muslims attacked the renovation crews and they were harassing the church members. The authorities did step in to manage the situation, but unfortunately their idea of managing the situation was to order the church to stop their repairs. Yep, and so now the church is left in a state of disrepair and yes. without a roof. Yeah. And this... In Canada, we can go into a church mm-hmm. and and then cross the road and go into another one. Yeah, you know what I exactly. Mean? There's a um, lot of churches. There's a lot of churches. Mm-hmm. This church building in this village uh, served a, uh, a total of about 4,000 Christians. Wow. That uh, spread over about 15 different villages in the area. Yeah. So this is not like an insignificant building mm-hmm. to, to lose access to. Um, yeah. It was a... A central hub of worship for that whole region. Yeah, there's not like another church for exactly. these, these Christians to go to. Yeah, a lot of people are depending on it as a place mm-hmm. to worship. Yeah. yeah, so again, this isn't a case of people being killed in an explosion like in the no. DRC, but it does indicate how being a Christian in certain parts of the world brings challenges and, and persecution takes different forms. And this in this in this case, like just a simple act of repairing a church building, which does not impact the community yeah. or anybody else in any way. And yet it invited harassment and discrimination to yeah. people that were not causing any trouble at all. Yeah. And now, you know, the building is gone and it's not yeah. only a place to worship, but it's also a hub of fellowship and community for exactly. people for whom that's not necessarily a given reality. Yeah. So. Yeah. A different type of persecution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's pray for this church in Egypt. Absolutely. Um, we're dealing with just a, a difficult logistical situation. For sure. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, this church that we've talked about is a church that you know and that you love. And each of these roughly 4,000 Christians who use this church to worship, Lord, you know them. Mm-hmm. You love them. You created them. Yes. And you also created, know, and love each person who uh, harassed and um, discriminated against them, yes. Lord, they are, uh, even those who, who maybe persecute the church are people who are made in your image and that you died mm-hmm. for. And so we bring this whole situation to you. Lord, we pray that there would be uh, peace in the community and that the relations between uh, the Christians there and the Muslims there would be peaceful and not hostile, that there would mm-hmm. be fellowship and 
um, brotherhood between uh, between Christian and Muslim, and that the authorities that are trying to maintain peace would do so in a just and fair way, mm-hmm. and that these Christians would be able to finish building their church, yes. Lord, that, uh, or that somehow, whether it's, it's this building or another one, that there would be space provided for worship and for community, mm-hmm. um, space where they can uh, practice their faith in the, in the context of, of a loving family of believers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord, that's such a special thing that it's very easy for us to take for granted here in Canada. And so we pray that you would bless your children in this village in Egypt in that way. Mm-hmm. In order to give the situation to you, we're excited to hear positive updates in the future because we expect great things from you. In so, Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for praying with us and thank you for tuning in to the World Watch Weekly podcast. Please don't forget to visit opendoorscanada.org forward slash invite your MP and just make sure that you've told your member of parliament about our special parliamentary release of the World Watch List on March 8th. We would really appreciate your help with that. Absolutely. And as always, please do like the podcast, share it on social media, subscribe to it. Uh, All of that really does help us reach more Christians in Canada with stories and prayer requests about the persecuted church. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So we'll be back next week. I hope you'll tune in. But until then, God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to subscribe and to find more ways that you can be praying for Christians where faith costs the most, follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada or visit our website, opendoorscanada.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you.